the god of the sea, Poseidon, also wanted to be the patron of the city, and he offered to the citizens a spring with sea water, symbolizing the free access to the sea. Such a wonderful and precious gift for people living next to the water. But the citizens voted and they chose Athena, obviously because everybody wanted the peace. That's why the city is called till today Athens. Listening to So Much Pingle, the podcast about herpetology, field herping, and anything and everything about amphibians and reptiles. Join us each week as Mike and his guests explore the amazing world of herps across our planet. And now, bringing a half century of experience and perspective to the microphone, here's your host, Mike Pingleton. Hello there, everyone, and welcome to the show. Mike Pingleton here, and I am your host for these proceedings. And here we go with episode 64, and I hope you all remain safe and healthy out there. So the teaser before the intro features Yata, who was our group's tour guide on our visit to the Acropolis. And I recommend hiring one of the many guides available there if you can. Uh, Yata was very knowledgeable about ancient Athens, and I just love her voice. First up, I want to give a shout out to the Minnesota Herpetological Society for inviting me to speak at their first in-person meeting since pre-COVID. How about that? So I made a rocket run up to Minneapolis-St. Paul on Friday, and I drove back on Saturday. And uh, Friday night, I talked about the Field Herping Guy, which is, you know, the Pingleton-Holbrook collaboration project. And also, I talked about this show and how it got started and some of the details behind it and how it's going, things like that. So it was a lot of fun. Uh, it's a great herb society. I've spoken to them in the past, and uh, once again, they made me feel welcome. So thanks again to all the folks in the MHS. And of course, and as always, a big thank you to all of the patrons of the show who have gotten us this far, and we'll keep things rolling forward into the future. And if you're listening and you would like to kick in a few bucks, you can do so via Patreon. Just go to patreon.com slash so much pingle, and so much pingle is all one word. You can also make one-time contributions via PayPal or Venmo. Just drop me an email to so much at gmail.com for more details. So, uh, I wanted to get an episode out here in early June before I disappear yet again for a couple weeks. I have been extremely busy for the past month and a half, uh, and uh, it's, it's not stopping anytime soon. So, tomorrow afternoon, I travel back to Peru yet again. Friend and co-author... Professor Josh Holbrook is taking a tropical ecology class down to the rainforest, going, staying at the field stations where we take our herp echo tour groups, and uh, I'm coming along to lend a hand with that. I did that a couple years ago with Josh, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, so this is my 14th trip to Peru, and I'm looking forward to getting down there once more. So I like to keep a backlog of shows at the ready, and I'll be rolling some of those out when I return in the third week of June. So speaking of Holbrook and Herps, I want to once more uh, mention the upcoming Compass Herpetology Summer Camp at Montreal College, which is near Asheville, North Carolina. 
And uh, Josh runs the, the camp, and of course, he teaches uh, at Montreat, and it, it's open to high school students. So the camp will be held from June 19th through the 24th, with an optional week extension through July 1st, or you can come down for the second week only. It's very flexible. Uh, so response to this camp has been very good, so don't delay too long if you're interested. Uh, the camp is designed for those who enjoy getting their hands dirty and maybe getting their feet wet. And uh, for, for those who have a strong interest in nature and in herps, of course. And uh, uh, students will explore the amazing world of amphibians and reptiles through a blend of classroom and field sessions. And, of course, field sessions are hard to beat. So they will encounter a variety of animals up close and learn about the ecology and conservation of amphibians and reptiles. And there will be some field trips. Very cool. So if you're a high school student or you know one with an interest in herps, here's an opportunity to combine cool herps with applied science. So for more information, visit montreat.edu slash compass, and Montreat is M-O-N-T-R-E-A-T, or see the episode 64 show notes for the appropriate links. So let's get to our episode, which I recorded at the end of a 21-day trip to Greece, Hungary, and Slovenia. And we spent a couple of hours driving in Italy, but didn't get to eat there or herp there. Kind of regretting that a little bit, but maybe that's another trip. So most of our time was in Greece, with a few days each in Hungary and Slovenia. So it was a very long and a successful trip. You know, our group saw over 50 species of amphibians and reptiles, including some spectacular herps. Of, you know, people asked me what my favorite herp was from the trip, and you know, I, I just I can't really choose. There, there were so many iconic species, you know, so... Many of them that I have been reading about and looking at pictures of, you know, in books for, for nearly half a century in some cases. So this was my first European trip, and I can't wait to go back again, and I hope maybe someday you can go too. Uh, so I thought it would be fun to talk with some of the folks I went with and just to get their impressions uh, of herping in Europe and, and the herps and that kind of thing. So uh, let's get to it, and I hope you enjoy it. Hi there, everyone. Uh, once again, I'm speaking to you from Athens, Greece. Uh, we're in a swanky B&B, Airbnb, uh, and uh, I got a, a bunch of the herpers that I was uh, involved with this trip here with me. Uh, you'll hear some noise from across the street because there's an auto body shop, and they appear to be taking apart a little car that flipped over several times. So they're just basically uh, cutting it up and making something else out of it, wind chimes or something. So anyway, I wanted to kind of uh, go around the room and uh, and talk about this trip because I haven't done a Herper Bro show in a while uh, where we just kind of talk about the, the the cool herping stuff that, that happened here. It's exciting. Most of us have not been to Europe before. Uh, raise your hands if you've been to Europe before. Okay. So some of you have been to Europe. How many of you herped in Europe? Okay. A few of you have. But for the rest of us, it was a first-time thing, so it's kind of exciting. Uh, so I want to go around the room and, and to just set the stage. We, we we gathered here in Athens, Greece, to start the trip. Uh, spent uh, a good amount of days knocking around various parts of Greece, uh, and then we came back to Athens, flew to Budapest or Budapest, I should say, herped in Hungary for a while, drove like maniacs to Slovenia and did some herping there, and then drove all the way back or back to Budapest, spent the night and then drove and then flew back to Athens. And here we are at the tail end of the trip. And so we're going to kind of get everybody together and uh, talk about this experience a little bit. And I think we'll start on my radio left with Mr. John Burris. Welcome back to the show, John. Thanks, Mike. 
tell me about your experiences on the show and hold that microphone just about that thing. There you go. Well, it's been an amazing experience. Every time I go on one of these trips, I just can't believe how lucky I am to be able to join you guys and see the places that we see. Uh, and this was no different. Just every day, a scene of paradise, mountains, ocean. Uh, the people are wonderful. The food is wonderful. Uh, the herping is wonderful. So the whole experience is just incredible. It's almost like pinch me every day to make sure that I'm awake and actually experiencing this. Um, I would say yesterday was a day that was really interesting to me. Climbing, you know, sometimes on all fours to the top of a mountain looking for vipers and ending the day underground looking for probably one of the most incredible salamanders in the world. Which is? The Olm. The Olm. Yes. O-L-M. Right. Proteus and Proteus. <laughs> Don't ask me. The genus is Proteus and the species is Anguinus. Yeah. Yes. So, um, but the hunting for vipers is, is not easy. Um, I mean, what a great payoff, but I think we all got pretty exhausted and worked very hard. Uh, thankfully Eric came through for us a couple times and pulled out some incredible snakes. Uh, you know, Eric's got a great eye. He really does. <laughs> you do. Maybe two of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which one do you use? <laughs> but overall, yeah, just incredible experience. And, you know, to see the look on your guys' faces when we uh, pulled up, again, a very difficult, hard day of climbing a mountain. And we go to the cave. We get suited up with boots. I don't know what you call the outfit. Coveralls, helmets. From the 80s. And uh, we're all tired. We haven't eaten for probably, I don't know, six to eight hours. And the guy says, okay, this is about a five or six hour tour. Including a boat ride. <laughs> Including a couple of boat rides and you have to help me carry the boats. And <laughs> Yes. You have to pay the ferryman somewhere down there in the underworld too. So that was kind of neat to watch everybody kind of like, uh. So at that point we told them what our goal was and, and it was a great experience for sure. Yeah. So um, I think everybody, whether... Whether you're a snake guy or, or you like amphibians or seeing an ulm is um, pretty unique, especially when you go there and you get to kind of roll the whole experience of where they live and how they live. You know, you get to roll that around in your brain a little bit and, and it becomes more you think about it, the more special it becomes. Yes, absolutely. And, and we were fortunate to see several of them uh, and see how they act and how they swim around and you know some of the guys were saying wait they're blind but they're so sensitive to the light uh as soon as you shine the light on them they were moving and uh definitely difficult to get photos of yeah i don't think any of us got i think a couple people got some some okay photos but nobody got crystal clear photos of these things so correct uh, the whole the whole experience isn't designed for uh, a high-powered photo session so if you go online you see pictures of alms uh, online, you have to realize that was a, a special thing set up because that's not easy to, to do uh, herp photography in a cave. Yeah, and I, I was telling Eric and I think someone else that if you wanted to describe the most difficult photography situation, it's in the dark, in the water, and the subject's moving. Yeah. So very difficult to get a good yeah. shot. Or you're slipping on mud trying to get <laughs> close to the water, you know, down where you're close enough to actually get a shot of it. Uh, not easy. Not, not easy. At all. 
So that's the back of the trip. But remember, this trip has gone on for weeks. Was there something further back that uh, you thought was cool? Uh, you know, the way we started was wonderful. Uh, going to the island of Milos and uh, searching for the endemic viper there and uh, having some good success with that and uh, getting a chance to drive around the island and see some historical things as well. Very good. That was a lot yeah. of fun. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, John. You bet. How are you doing, my friend? Good. How Chris McDonald, a.k.a. Mac. Uh, tell, us, tell us about the, this trip for you. Well, it uh, <clears throat> was a long flight getting here, and uh, I do recall my first day here, um, getting to the hotel, and the only thing I can think about is the next morning when we're hopping on a boat, taking a three-hour boat ride out to the island of Milos. And the first thing that's on my mind is I want to get a Viper right now. <laughs> I've gotten lots of Vipers already on past trips. I, I just want to point out that this is not an unusual thought pro process for you. This is, no, this is pretty not at much all. who you yeah. are. And uh, it was a tough ferry ride. I mean, the, the morning getting up, getting to the ferry, and then uh, worrying whether or not... Uh, oh. Uh, that's a very sensitive <laughs> microphone. I'll just say what I always say. Oh, I'll cut that out. But the only thing I say is, Pat, would you please cut that out? <laughs> okay. Anyway. Anyways, uh, and, and, you know, with it being COVID years, uh, we're all panicked about whether or not they're going to take our American COVID card to get onto the boat ride. And it turns out they don't really even care about the COVID card. Just pay for your boat ride and get on and uh, powered through the boat ride, got to the island, and I finding a motel i mean it's it's all the things that integrate into these trips because you never really have a hotel lined up except for maybe the first and last day everything else you book on the fly and so we're going on to milos and first place we go to oh well it's easter weekend here and uh you guys still have a room ouch yeah yeah and uh, we ended up getting a room and uh, immediately went out Herpin, we find a uh, Milos Viper, and uh, it was a sad story. It got lost. <laughs> yeah. It was down by the water. And, yeah, uh, in the marsh area. Marsh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it got away from, what, 11 of us? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, and, was, uh, um, that was one amazing snake to get away from uh, <laughs> all 11 of us. So, so, you know, it's yeah. that you just keep your head up and you keep herping along and you find other things. And uh, pretty soon I, I turned up a viper and it was half in and half under a rock. And the whole stress level for the rest of the trip for me was off. It was just getting a viper in under my belt right off the bat. And Well, this is not your first viper rodeo because you've done a, an Eastern, another Eastern European trip yes. before this. So you've you had a little experience under your belt already. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, lots of good species out there in the Ukraine and uh, Georgia and pretty much all over Europe now. And uh, what are your thoughts on that? Is that a great experience for you? You want to come back do some more? For me, I would come back to Europe anytime to go hunt okay. viper, to hunt any of the herb species here. They have real special herb species. When I was younger, I, I really didn't even think that Europe would be on my radar for uh, – areas to go herping and uh 
my good friend Tim Warfel over there, he uh, opened my eyes to that years ago. And, you know, it's just an amazing venture coming over here hunting the vipers. Do you have a, I mean, we saw a number of species. What we saw, we see four species of viper on this trip. Uh, do you have a favorite on, among those? Or I'd have to say that my favorite one was the Barris bosnianensis. Okay. The big black a, viper. Vipera barris, but it's a black phase. Yep. And, and it was in a melanistic phase. And I really liked the whole area that we were at. Even the uh, grass snakes were melanistic yeah. up in there. And uh, it's a good question of to try to figure out why those two snake species are melanistic yeah. in that area. And it's not very high. It's not right. a high elevation. You're not there. They're melanistic. So um, it, was, it was great. It was a great snake uh, to see. And it was great to help out our, our new friend, Halpern. Uh, yep. with the, some of his uh, secure a new study animal for him thanks to eagle eye eric yep uh, who once again pulled our noogies out of the fire at the last minute with a spectacular viper spot he's just like giving me the <laughs> chef's kiss yes okay <laughs> well thanks thanks chris and so i think we have a pretty good idea what's fo first and foremost in your mind right on thanks mike <laughs> thanks for having me hi brian Hello. Put down your fix and talk for a minute. All right. We're talking about a beer, folks. <laughs> Nothing else. Sure. <laughs> yeah, the fix is one of the uh, it, uh, brands of beer over here. It's, it's, it's quite tasty. Anyway, so um, how about you? Uh, this has been a, a, a big trip, a very long trip. And personally, I have to go back and look at all my photos to remember all the places we've been. But what about what about you? Uh, what sticks out in your mind? Uh, it's hard to say. It's been, been a long trip. It's it's like the, the first days of the trip feel like they were a whole different whole different trip. It's hard to believe that they were in the same. You know, we've been to how many countries and how many. You know, we we herp a spot, we do it for an hour or two, and then we drive five hours and do it for an hour or two, and uh, it's just it's a lot to pack in. You know, which is great because we see so much stuff. This is my first time to Europe. Um, I, I don't know what it is, but these the little vipers here. You can't control, I think, which which herps are going to excite you. You know, which things are going to be your things. You can try to, you know, you can make that up. But there are, uh, for some reason, the, the these little vipers just do the same thing for me as a lot of the the vipers that I enjoy at home and the rattlesnakes. So it was great to finally uh, see some of those. I've been wanting to do that a long time and be blown away by how different they were. Uh, than I expected. Well, you can't help but make comparisons too between yeah. uh, European vipers and American pit vipers. Yeah, they just seem like um, you know, in my head, pretty chill, and they they were not. They were not chill at all. No, they weren't. So some of that was you know just the the expectations of uh, what they would do when you're photographing them or trying to. Uh, you know, handle them temporarily safely to, to get some photos was not what I was expecting at all. So, um, that, that was pretty, pretty interesting, um, kind of hair raising in some, some instances, but I, I enjoyed all of it. I think I, my perception of what those vipers are is very different than when I was looking at, at them in photos and books and, and papers getting ready for the trip. Okay. Yeah. It's funny, like the, the, the Milos Island viper, I mean, we, we have a certain, we're used to a certain look from our pit vipers mm. in their body structure and, and they don't look quite the same. They have a, a different 
body shape sometimes. They have a, the neck is not quite so thin. They they can inflate their necks a little bit. They 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 they, they it's just the same but different. Yeah, I didn't know what they were going to do. Yeah. You know, it was the one the one I got wasn't wasn't super big, maybe about 20 inches or so. Um, but just what it was capable of doing was not what I was expect. I was expecting, oh, okay, it's going to, it's going to coil up here nicely and we'll take some photos like all the, the beautiful photos I've seen from people that live in, in Europe. And, uh, it didn't do any of that. It would, you know, strike repeatedly and we'd all were, you know, trying to scramble to figure out where the new safe place to put your camera was, where, where that new line is to where you feel like you can take a photo of this animal safely. And nobody knew where it, or the ones that haven't been here before. Myself certainly didn't know where that where that was because this is a, it was a much more capable animal than a similarly sized rattlesnake. Yeah, and, and of course, you know, it's always you know I always have to say this too because people, you know, you always have to reinforce the idea that the, you know the, the welfare of the snake is, is paramount too. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not here to distress the snake or. Or you know, basically, you want to take a picture and let it go on its way. Or mm-hmm. in the case of a number of the vipers we found on this trip, were you know part of a research study uh, in research study areas. So you know we were you know after we took our photos, the snakes were detained to so that data could be collected from them. So there's uh, but there's always that issue of uh, being safe, but also treating the snake with respect too. You know, which yeah. is, it's a little different for the snakes here and how they react and mm-hmm. how you have to react to them. So yeah. It was a lot of fun. I, I liked a lot of it. I was I was also just surprised by Europe. Like like Mac was saying, it wasn't really coming to Europe wasn't something that I had thought about um, because you know I have, I have a lot of friends. We all have a lot of friends that come to visit, and mostly they are taking photos of of pasta. And just the, the perception that you get is that you just go from one bowl of pasta to the next, and then you fly home. It's not a bad way to live, though. Yeah, it's it's not. I don't think I could do that for two and a half weeks though without no dying. But the you know, in Greece in particular, just how accessible and present a lot of the history was. Where we're we're on this island looking for vipers, and you know, in there's ruins everywhere. There's ancient pottery everywhere. It there's you know, it there's no separation between oh the ruins are over here, and the rest of the the country and the rest of the places you're looking are over here. It's it's all mixed together, and doesn't seem to be that uh, you know. It's. I think a part of that's. I live in Arizona, where something that you see is a hundred years old. You're like, oh wow, look at that. And you come out here and you drive past buildings that are much older than our country, all the time, and it doesn't seem to be. You know, it's not unusual. So it was just yeah. kind of an interesting, eye-opening thing. And of course, you have the, your 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 um, the things everybody thinks about the the the, the Acropolis, the Parthenon, that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. The, um, the the catches the eye, brings the tourists in. But we were, you know, at one point we were harping up in the mountains at some old ruins. They're just all covered with bramble and nobody's restored them or anything. It's like, oh, yeah, people used to live there 2,500 years yeah. ago uh, or more likely 3,000 years ago. And uh, it's just it's just there. And just nobody's nobody's really recovering it or trying to build it back or uncover it, you know, pull the landscape back away from it. It's just there. It's just part of. Yeah. Uh, it's just a part of the land. That's cool. I'm going to come back for sure. Yeah. Also, the roads are great. That's the other thing. Too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yesterday when we were cautioned by our, um, you know, we had rental cars and we were cautioned by our uh, our hotelier to, to take a car you don't like because the road is in really bad shape. 
So we did the whole, we were preparing for that. We left the, 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 the sedan at the base and piled in ready for a rough ride and drove up a, a, by, by our standards, a beautiful, perfect road and got up to where we went with no problems. And like, oh, geez. Kind of like you, if you gauge it like rapids, you know, it's like the, the bunny (laughs) slope of gravel roads. It was was bunny slope material. It was great. Very good. Anything else that, uh, what about, what about food? For, uh, yeah. I ate more feta cheese, uh, probably today than I have in my entire life previously, but that's every day here. I'm eating, uh, cheese and vegetables that I don't like at home that suddenly here are delicious. So I'm going to try to, you know, I don't know exactly why, but you know, I put a cucumber in front of me at home. I will not touch it. And here I ate like a bowl of them today and loved it. So yes. And they were delicious. It was great. Yeah. So I, this, this herping experience is just very different than, you know, the usual things, uh, you sleep in, you go to bed early. There's nothing, you know, like stabbing you all the time. Um, there's no, there's no, you, you can drink the tap water. You're eating great food all the time. I mean, it's, we're just walking around a meadow. Like this is, you know, you think like a, a Disney song is going to start playing while you're, you're herping. It's great. I may or may not have sung he, a, um, a familiar song to those who like Alpine meadows. <laughs> there may have been yodeling ringing through the, the, uh, the Alps. Too, yeah. <laughs> well, thanks, Brian. I appreciate you coming on the show. Right, thanks. And giving us some of your experiences. And the next Vic, the next person is Jeff Martineau. Hey. Welcome back to the show, Jeff. Thank you. You told us a number of tales and a number of segments. Now you're going to tell us one more. All right. Well, um, I too, I think there's a story for a lot of us because the big herp de- destinations that you read about or you, you look up are, are more in the jungles or your South America or, or anything like that. Um, and that was very much me. You know, Europe, very, 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 very off my radar. But what had happened was. Um, I think about th- this trip's been in the works for a long time. I was about three years ago. I was uh, herping with Tim Warfel out in Yuma, Arizona. Completely different landscape from what we're sitting in right now. But he goes, "What do you think about going to Europe?" And I, yeah, I don't know. Like, I want to do this. I want to do that. He goes, "Well, well, l- let me let me set the scene for you, Jeff." He said, "How would you like to go find exotic vipers in the set of The Sound of Music?" And he, he started like, he had these pictures of Alps, like already on his phone and he was flipping through and then the Vipers. And at that, at that time I, I, I was sold ready to go. And so three years later, he had you at Yodelehi who, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Edelweiss and, and all that stuff and Vipers too. So, um, so here we are, it's been great. Um, I think, uh, we've seen a lot of things, a lot of great targets that we've hit a lot of our targets, most of them. And most people have touched on that, but one of my favorite elements of this trip have been being with a group of distinguished individuals. We're all great people here and watching the, the delight in everybody's eyes, the excitement in everybody's eyes when they're hitting that target that we came for. Right. I love the buggy eyes and the, you know, when, when we get our target, I remember the Milos Viper, that one in that marsh and we look over and you can tell when the, each person saw it over the grass was, whoa, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, and, yeah. um, there was it, it a lot was, of that, yeah. um, a lot of that going on the trip. I remember 
GJ or, or whoever GJ had found the first uh, Amadites or the or the nose horn viper, and he pulled it out of the bag, and everybody, <gasps> you know, and pulling up to the cave. It's like Christmas morning, right? Right, and pulling up to the entrance of the cave. Uh, Tim and everybody that card came in. I remember us getting out, and Tim's eyes when he goes, "We are going into this cave." Right now, we are seeing an ohm. We are going deep. Suit up. Put your helmets on. It's happening. Like everybody's just like everybody's this this excitement in the air. And one of my favorite moments of the trip, though, was and again seeing these grown adults, you know, get all excited. Is we're going. We we made like a pit stop to this field where uh gj said he had tried for sand boas and that was a target for me that was like we may find one on this trip maybe where, where was that that was in greece it was somewhere in greece in the we mixed up somewhere in, in North, transit it North was a travel Western day greece. yeah it was a travel day and so we're walking this field knowing that there could be boas here gee i hope we find a sand boa i know that would be great and so we're flipping rocks and I, f- I flipped the first boa and it fell and it was again, <gasps> boa, you know, like it, we're all holding it and celebrating. I, I, you know, I was all, sh- I was shaky because that was a target of mine. So this is where I cut in. Cause I'm, I'm like a half mile away across the road in another field looking for tortoises. I'm doing my Marlon Perkins thing. You know. <laughs> well, Jeff goes to look for vipers. I'm going to check for butterflies. Over here. <laughs> so, and I all I can hear is Jeff going, boa. And this, <laughs> this cackle, ah, Sambo, Sambo. <laughs> and I thought, oh, great. They got a Sambo. And then. Yeah. So what had happened is that, you know, I'm shaking and I'm holding this boa. Like it actually happened. We got a sand boa. And then I see, I, I just over just the ridge. Cause I put on a rock to take pictures of it. And over this ridge, I hear two grown men. We got Brian and Matt come around the corner and they're just giggling. Like this, <laughs> like everybody like just is giggling and they have armfuls of boas, of sand boas. So Matt had flipped a rock, one rock, and there were, was there nine? About 10. There were 10 sand boas. I don't know what was happening, like the natural history of that event, but he, he had flipped the rock and there were 10 sand boas underneath. And of course, once you flip a huge rock, you have to take everything out that's under right. the rock. You can't just put the rock down. Right, right. So, <laughs> so everybody, and I remember we're all trying to get like grasp the situation and there's, when I say armfuls, it's because there's all these squirming boas and, and they weren't like rosy boas or anything like that. Like they were bitey and they were flighty. Um, and so and they were chubby. We're, yeah. And, and, and so between the three of us, there's just this juggling of boas trying not to drop them all. And in the meantime, half, gig- a half mile away, I'm hearing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're just all giggling and looking at each other like the, you know, the, you know, the, the, the meme of the Spider Man like pointing at each other. You know, that was the me and Brian yeah. and Matt like yeah. laughing and like yeah. juggling boas between the three of us. Yeah. Was, I, that was one. That was probably my favorite um, moment. He was so enthralled with the boas, he forgot that I was standing next to him. I'm sorry. You were there. I'm sorry. Sorry. Between the four of us. I'm sorry, Pat. <laughs> you were there. But that was actually another great moment, though. The same moment there with Pat was we were up on the first day 
well, first day of herping and we're flipping and I hear Pat up on the hill. He goes, I flipped a skink and a baby tortoise. Like, like then we run up and there's this golf ball size. Um, it was a Herman's tortoise. And, and we're just like, this is adorable. Like it's just, yeah. yeah the, the, uh, the novelty of all these new species. Um, it, it's great. You know, is it's amazing. And, and the, the aspect of, you know, being there together with friends, experiencing all that, that was, that was a huge part for me. And I think, I think, uh, that's what we all shoot for on these trips is just the good times as well. You get the lifeless, but you also get the good times. Yeah. And I, I get a new term, a sandbox of boas, a sandbox of boas. Yeah. That's <laughs> pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah. We, we got, I, we flipped a couple more Pat, Pat got one. And then Pat we put one. them all back. Yep. Right where they came from. Back. It was a very cool moment. Eric. Hey, Mike. Good to talk to you. You're uh, the first one to leave tomorrow. Unfortunately, you got to go home. Somebody's always going to go home first, and it's you. Yeah. yeah. that's. Uh, I won't get to uh, explore Greece, really. Just hurt, but I'm not complaining. You'll have to come back. Yep. So I used to live here in Europe, actually, in Holland back in the early 80s. But, of course, I never went herping. I was little. <clears throat> so finally back and finally this is get- really an excuse. <laughs> the, oh. Uh, yeah. No, I was I was like two to four years old. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh anyway, it's good to finally get here and herp. And uh like most people said, um it wasn't really on my radar until uh I started seeing I think it was Tim's pictures and others' pictures of the of the awesome mountains and meadows, the vipers. Just very scenic. Looked awesome. Do you have a favorite moment or a favorite favorite herp that, that stands out? So meeting up with uh, Halpern and helping with his studies was was awesome. We went to a couple sites and then uh, this is in Hungary. Yeah, this is in Hungary. Yeah. So uh, on the the second target was that a uh, uh, Bosnian viper, Bosniensis, and uh, went to this first site and you know all of us were out there looking in the morning and started getting warm we found some grass snakes and some other stuff but couldn't find the viper so he's kind of like well i have another site that we can check and just buy some water maybe we'll have some luck and we all went out there and we're looking and you know it's getting warm and i decided to go off in the forest and uh just kind of see what i can find and this take- is how all bad fairy tales start <laughs> yeah but it was daytime so i was, I was safe okay. yeah no no bad witches no cottage made of candy or anything. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I saw some uh, some paths where people had went, you know, through the grass. And then I was like, oh, I'll go somewhere else. And just took a random little trail off the beaten path, I guess. And bam, there pops out a a black Bosnian viper. And it was it was fired up. It was it was hot. Was trying to get away and try to get into this log. And and uh, like someone mentioned, we're doing the helping with that study for Halpern and we're going to grab it, let him do his measurements and all that stuff. And, but I couldn't get it. I didn't have a bag. <laughs> so I just yelled out Viper and, and held it down. And luckily uh, Brian was close by and uh, he had a, a hook in a bag so we can bag it. And he helped me get in the bag. And that was probably the, the most memorable part of the trip. Pretty for me. exciting. Yeah. And that yeah. was the only one that we ended up finding that day. So, 
Yeah, you really felt, saved us. Yeah, it felt good. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've got a good eye for these things, though, yeah. I think. And also, I like I like it when, you know, you can do the thing, right? You you check these bushes this way or you, you look here or you flip this, you know, this formulaic thing. But mm-hmm. sometimes you do something different to make something happen. Yeah. And sometimes that, it works. Yeah. You know? And uh, I like to say it was skill, but uh, probably more <laughs> luck. But I like to say luck is one of my many skills. So. <laughs> <laughs> it works out. Man, can I get that on a t-shirt? <laughs> yeah. uh, and that's another point we should make too. Uh, you found the, the snake. So uh, the only snake we found, uh, the, a viper that we found, as it turns out. So uh, you won the t-shirt. You got a special t-shirt for the uh for the Vi- hungarian viper project yeah and yeah. so you're the only guy going home with the cool t-shirt yep yep i'll wear it and post a picture or something model it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah every time he sees us every time we meet you somewhere you're gonna have that shirt on so you yeah. can rub our noses in a little bit <laughs> fair enough though i should say fair enough so it was fun yeah it was effort by all of us yeah so. anything else stand out in your mind so i'm mainly a snake person and uh Someone else had mentioned, you know, we're herping for a few hours, driving five hours. And and uh, the last herp of the trip, we didn't know if we were going to actually get to look for it, which was the ohm. And uh, we made time and we got there and, and we found it. And I thought that whole experience was pretty cool. And it wasn't a snake. It was a salamander. I think that's pretty cool. Well, you got to, number one, wear a sexy <laughs> 25-year-old coverall. Yeah. Uh Put on a hard hat with with a lamp that has been on the head of probably a thousand people before you. <laughs> yeah, um, we don't look think like about miners, that too much. And, like, and rubber boots, and yeah. um, so we walked way underground. Yeah, and uh, the whole. Uh, tell us a little bit about that experience for you. So yeah, we got actually I, I wear coveralls at work, so I'm on vacation. I felt like I was getting ready for work again, <laughs> <laughs> putting on a hard hat, all that stuff, but. Uh, no, it was fun. We got that, uh, got all that stuff on all our gear and went into the cave. And there's some spots where, you know, you got to cross a bridge over this big crevasse, if you want to call it, it that. It kind of had a Mines of Moria vibe to it. Yeah, yeah. You know? there, and it's slippery. There, you know, there's water falling from the top, creating new structures, stalagmites, stalactites. I forgot which ones. but Oh, the mites go up and the tights go down. There you That's go. how you yeah. remember. Okay. It's a little mnemonic <laughs> there. And yeah, we went, you know, we went in there and went a ways back and we we got to see some homes. So it was real cool. Yeah, they were cool. Watch them swimming around the pool. And, yeah. Uh, and that's the other thing about homes. You know, I read some, there was some article about homes like last year. And uh, it, it was, oh, this, this ohm hasn't moved for whatever. Yeah. Nine years or whatever. I can't remember what it was. It was like. They move, folks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're not just you know. Yeah, and and I know they they like. I guess they have a very low. Uh, I forgot the term, but the uh, uh, metabolism. Yeah, yeah, metabolism. They're saying that their heart beats like twice a minute, and they live to like be a hundred. So it, it was pretty cool seeing kind of like a an ancient critter, if you can call it that. Yeah, it, it was sort of a and there was kind of a golem vibe to the whole thing too. Yeah, going yeah. underground to see an, an ancient critter that. Uh, that lives, you know, in the in the water in the caves in the dark. Yeah, so, yeah, it's awesome. Cool. How about the food for you? So a lot of people know I'm pretty picky, so I assumed I would come on this trip, do a lot of hiking, 
probably wouldn't eat a whole bunch because since I'm picky, I'd be in a lot better shape when I get back to the <laughs> States. But I ate a lot. And I ate a lot in Greece, Hungary, Slovenia, everywhere. Everywhere we went. We so, went to Italy, but we didn't get a chance yeah, to go yeah, to Italy. Yeah, we did drive through Italy for an hour or so uh, on the way back. But yeah, I ate a lot. Food was good everywhere. I mean, I, I can't even pronounce some of the stuff I had. So, uh, but it was all good. It was real good. Well, thanks for talking to us and uh, wear that shirt proud. No problem. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Will do. Thanks, Eric. Mr. Cage, Matt Cage, welcome back to the show for the umpteenth time. Thank you, Mike. So good to be here. I'm honored. I don't know what that, that was. That was just great. <laughs> I have no idea what that was. That was a soda can, folks. That was a soda can. Yeah, it was soda. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, okay, so this trip, um, number one, it's been a great time. The people, the food, um, the herps, uh, the the vibe of the trip has been great. So I've enjoyed I've enjoyed it. It's just been a great time. So um, I did do a top ten list. We have a little Facebook group for the for the participants of the trip that I put on. Um, some of them were simple. Some of them were. Uh, a little more challenging and I had a top 10 list and I looked at it a few days ago and I hit all 10. So I'm super excited about that. Um, so, uh, it's been a good trip. Um, some of the places we went were very, very herpy, um, meaning you lift rocks and you find stuff. You look at the rock wall and you find stuff and you walk in good habitat, beautiful habitat and you find stuff. And some of them were not. Um, the place we went the first day, um, if you found a good rock, it would have a herp under it. I mean, it would, it was, it was just that sort of place. And then the place, one of the places we were yesterday, uh, I hiked for five hours up and down a mountain and, uh, I did not see one reptile or amphibian on the entire five hour of hike, five hours of hiking. So it was very diverse in that. Um, overall, it was just a wonderful trip. Um, memorable things were obviously the, the sand boas. Um, it was uh, it, incredible. I'll never forget that. And, um, and then uh, we took a lot of pictures of Lacerda's. I love Lacerda's. So uh, I was uh, super, we saw multiple different species of, of Lacerda's and I enjoyed it um, everywhere. Beautiful, beautiful lizards. And uh, showy and they look so good in the sun. So, uh, that was so much fun. So, um, uh, finding, um, as Satula, uh, leopard snake, uh, it's a snake I've wanted to find since I was a kid and, um, a few days into the trip and other people had found a couple of them and I got to photograph them. Um, and, uh, I was super excited to, to go and, and flipped one and there it was under it kind of, kind of made my day. And, uh, so, um, that was a big target of mine and it was very, very fun to find. So How many did we end up finding on the trip total? Probably eight or nine. I think it was nine. Yeah. And we heard from number of people who are knowledgeable that they're a tough find. Yeah, that's what we heard. And it was really my number one target and super, super excited to, to find any. So, um, and, uh, beautiful snakes. Anything else that, uh, any other experience? Uh, 
Uh, and just the the people here. I mean, we had a really tight group of of people and uh, just wonderful people. I enjoyed all of you. And uh, so until next time. Until next time. Indeed. Yep. Thank you, Matt. Mm-hmm. Pat. Pat. Pat King. Welcome back to the show. All righty. Yeah. yeah. Thanks again. <laughs> back again. <laughs> I've been here a while. I'll be back. Pat, you have been in Greece for a month now. For a month, yes. Because you're a retired guy like me. That's correct. And uh, happy retirement. Thank you. And uh, you did it right. You went early because work is overrated. Hopefully I can keep it that way. (laughs) (laughs) How was it? It's an awesome place. Um, Highlights for this. I'm going to make a long list. Um, There are so many just beautiful spots. So, I, I mean, I... We touched Greece. We spent a, a good amount of time in Greece. I spent two weeks in Greece before y'all got here. And just there's so many different landscapes and so many good places to hike and good food, friendly people. I, even if you're a tourist, just for, as an aside yeah. for a minute, and, and that's you're not here for herbs. Don't just go to Athens. Get a car. Yeah. Drive around the, the country. It's wonderful, right? This country is beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an awesome place. Now, we did spend... Um, Several days in Athens, and that that's interesting, but the countryside is, is just phenomenal. You don't know where you're going to stay. You don't know what you're going to eat, but it, it, it's going to be okay. <laughs> no, didn't, didn't really have a plan. Just kind of bounced around. Where do I want to go today? What do I want to do? And that was fun. Sounds like heaven to me, brother. It was very fun. Yeah. How about the, the, the herping portion of the trip? So a couple things stick out in my mind. One was uh, when we were going for the Ottomans Viper. Viper. And, you know, we had one day to, to get it, and then we're moving on. And we get there, and we're, we're right on time, maybe a little bit early, which is what you want to be. You don't want to be getting there too late. And I'm getting out the car, and I'm like, where's my bag? And I'm like, oh, no, I left my bag back in the room. Rookie mistake, whatever, I did it. And Brian's like, well, you want to go back and get it? Let's go drive and get it. And I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> we had the perfect time to, to go out and look for snakes. I'm not going to ruin it by let's go drive for an hour and come back here. Okay, so fast forward maybe an hour, right? And we only have this one day to find this viper and then we're moving on, right? And so while we're going up there, we're talking about it and we're looking at the landscape because you can see it where we're going her, you know, from miles away. And it's like, yeah, we should be on the south side, maybe, you know, right underneath that big rock face where rocks have fallen, you know, that, that might be a good place. And that's exactly where I went and looked. And I'm looking in like knee high grass and I find this little boulder set, just like two big boulders. And I walk up to it and I roll one of the boulders and I'm holding it up and bam, there it is. And I realize I don't have a glove. I don't have a bag. <laughs> but you do have a big rock. I got a big rock. I'm holding up and this viper's just sitting there calm. And I'm like, and I'm in near, knee-high grass. So I know if it takes off, and I'm not equipped to handle it. And I'm like, oh, man. So I grab my phone real quick, take a couple pictures, and then I start texting. I'm like, I found one. I need help. And I was amazed at how fast people got to me. I hear, I hear Jeff. He's down the hill probably 200 yards. Where you at? <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, I'm around this side. And I look up and I see Eric coming straight for me because I dropped the pin yep. 
in in WhatsApp, right? So people are coming. And so I yell at Jeff, don't kill himself getting here because Eric's coming. He's got gloves. Anyway, so the troops show up and I, you know, I just didn't move. I'm just sitting there, right? And uh the the, the viper just sits where he was. He's like, he still doesn't see me. And I was very thankful because I didn't want him to get away because you know, it would never let me live that one down. Yeah. But if it if it if it bailed off into that grass, you know, it would have just been gone. So yeah. so that worked out good. So that was that's pretty memorable for me because that was a good save. Kudos to to the troops that came back uh, that came to me in a hurry and helped me catch that snake and so everybody could see. I didn't it. make it in time to catch the snake because you know it's me and I'm slow. But yeah, it was kind of fun to to see it, all these people, these heads bobbing down the hill yeah. towards you. <laughs> yeah, that was, was a good response. Yeah. Well, uh, what happened with the bag that you left in the hotel? I just left it. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know how I left it in the bag. <laughs> it was still there. No, I just left it. I, I I walked out and didn't. I thought it was in the car already. Okay. And so I didn't look for it when I got in the car because I thought I left. So you it. had no gear. Yeah. Okay. That's that's that's. Yeah. Well, yeah, and yeah, all my collecting gear was in that bag. And I thought I left it in the car so I could just leave in the morning. And I didn't check. These things happen. I mean, you've been gone, you've been out of the country for a month, so you know yeah. not 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 every day is uh you know, picture perfect and you're it gonna happens. forget stuff. It happens. Well, yeah, it it worked happens. out. Yeah. The the other thing was with the uh the sand boas, because that you know, Jeff said that was his top target or one of, and that was, that was like one of my top targets. I've, I've had sand boas, I've bred sand boas. I still kind of have some, you know, now that, I, now that I've retired, I've given my, my trio of sand boas to my son. So now he has them. So I love them. And that's like a dream of mine to find one. And so when we get to that spot, you know, and I'm, I'm not really getting excited about it because I don't want to be disappointed, you know, and it's, it's a possibility. I don't, Get, I don't key myself up because I don't get let down. But anyway, I'm five feet from Jeff and he flips it and he comes out with the sandboa. And I'm super excited. You know, we got a sandboa. You know, and then three minutes later, these two guys come. <laughs> Brian's in the front, you know, and they got an arm. They both got an armful of sandboas. Matt's walking behind Brian. He's like, oh, you drop one. Oh, you drop one. And so I'm running over, picking up. You know, that was my job. It's like I'm I'm going around them picking up the boas that they're dropping, you know, to just keep squirming out. Too, too many boas to handle. Yeah. And I'm like, so I'm super excited, but it's it's I'm like, I want to find one. And so then, you know, we're looking at all these and I'm like, I'm going to find one. So I I take off and I'm and I'm looking and I'm looking and and then I come around a field and here's Mac like 20 feet in front of me. He's like, Yeah, yeah, I just found one right in front of me. I mean, he's and I'm like Oh my God, you know, it's like everybody's finding them. I got to find one. And so I spent the rest of the, that afternoon till we left, literally until we left, just looking and looking. And about three minutes before y'all messaged me and said, come to the car. I was way up on the top of the hill. I flipped one and there was a Samboa. And Your I, own I, private Samboa. I, I, yeah. And it's like, it, it. it's a little bit different when you find it yourself. It's great. When you find it as a group, but you know, when it's one of those that you've just always wanted to find, it, it just means more. Sure. So I'm down at the at the cars and uh I think it was GJ. He's like, Is that is that our guy up there? 
And we look up on the top of the mountain and there's this little figure just standing there with his arms in the sky. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Pat found a boa, I guess. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's one of our guys. Yeah, so that, that, was, uh, that was memorable to me. Oh, excellent. Anything else? Yeah, there's, there's a lot of things, but good food, good beer. Good food, good company, good beer. Friendly people. One thing I'll note is... Uh, just about everywhere we went here is really easy to get around um, speaking English because everybody's, well, not everybody, but there's a, a a major portion of the all the different countries, they all speak English. Every store you walk into. Um, yep. If, they, if they the person you're talking to doesn't speak English, the person next to them does. Yeah. And so it's super easy to get around. Probably wasn't like this 30 years ago, but right now, I mean, it's it's really easy to travel here. Yeah, and so so people shouldn't be afraid. No, to no. come here. No, it's it's a great place to come. Yeah, I agree. Thank you so much, Pat. Uh, it was great to hear your your version of the Samboa story too. So, <laughs> and I, you know, it's just weird to hear all this stuff from a half mile away. I'm, you know, hearing all this. Blah, 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 you know, it's kind of fun. <laughs> Definitely a highlight of the trip for me too. Tim, do you want to say a few words? Tim says sure. Hi, Tim. Hey, hey. Well, thanks for coming on the show, everyone. <laughs> in, this, uh, in this business, we call it dead air. It's a bad thing. So, I just had a massive Greek meal, and I, I'm feeling it. But I wanted to come on and say hi real quick. Uh, it's been a great trip. Uh, it was, like Jeff said, several years in the making. And uh, COVID uh, put the brakes on it for a little bit, but we, we pulled it out in the end. And... Um, I think we, we assembled the best field team that we possibly could have, and uh, it came together, and it was beautiful. Um, I think we got five uh, viper species by my count, and um, I think we had over 50 herp species. In, yeah, in like our, 52. In, yeah, 52 herps, which I, for, for Southern Europe is incredible. And we've had a lot of fun uh, doing it. Uh, the food's been wonderful. The beverages have been Tasty. We have to remember that uh, crani concoction that we had in the mountains of Greece. Yeah, and uh, that that, that was a winner. A, uh, distilled red berry liquor and chipero. So we expanded our liquor palettes on this one, and um, we had a lot of laughs. We had a lot of car time. Um, we did sing some Elvis, and um, didn't get enough sleep. Which Elvis? Uh, mostly his later stuff. Uh, a lot of suspicious minds, uh, but a little devil in disguise. Devil in disguise. Oh yeah, got to oh, go there. I missed that. Yeah, yeah. Well, we might have to do another rendition of that. But um, I'd do it all over again. Looks a, like an angel. Looks like an angel. Walks like an angel. Walks like an angel. Talks like an angel. But I got wise. You're the devil in disguise. Oh, yes, you are devil in disguise. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> That's not our first time, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> but one of these days we're going to get Brian Hughes in front we, we, of a karaoke we, machine. We, oh, oh, it's going to happen. It's definitely going to happen. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway. Um, but um, pray continue. 
you know, we've been in every habitat. We've been at seaside. We've been at the top of mountains and some alpine. We've done uh, the Danube um, River floodplain. Um, we've been all over, and it's been incredible. It's um, uh, to do this with a group like this is one of my favorite things in the world. And um, I'm a little bummed that it's coming to an end, but we'll just have to do it again somewhere else. Sounds good to me. If uh, if I have to do the same thing, you have to give a little highlights and things like that. that I mean, I don't know where I would start, but Alpine Newts, uh, really close to where the snow was. That's That was exciting moment to, to see. Yeah, yeah. Send Newts is always good. Um, but for like the for me the um, perhaps the pivotal moment of the whole trip for me is uh, our first night in Hungary. We stayed at this this hunting lodge, not the creepy forest place, but the hunting lodge, uh, which was uh, on the outskirts of Budapest. And uh, we had done some harping around the grounds and, uh, and uh, ate a huge meal. Um, I'm still lodge, full from that uh, one goulash and i don't know what else we had but it was amazing and uh and we all went to bed and uh it was it was midnight i had so much food in my stomach maybe a little beer uh i couldn't go to sleep I'm like oh well and then i think gj posted a, a spade foot toad he'd found in the driveway i'm like okay so 15 minutes later i'm in my pajama pants and flip-flops and i've got my camera and uh my little scoop net and i'm walking around the, the swimming pool, which hasn't been filled yet. That's mid, after midnight. There's nobody else around. I'm freezing my, uh, I'm, I'm freezing. And uh, getting these uh, spade foot toads out of the swimming pool, you know, and dress, I'm dressed for bed, basically. And I, I'm thinking, you know, I, I really don't want to be anywhere else. I'm, I'm doing the thing that I want to do. There's no, <laughs> thankfully, there's nobody else around to see me or take a cell phone shot of me because you know, I'm sure it was quite, I painted quite the picture here. But uh, that, for me, there was a moment where like, Oh, you know, I'm really having a good time here. <laughs> you know, I'm in Hungary. I, you know, I actually haven't seen any of the country because it's night. So, uh, but I'm, you know, I'm doing my thing. I'm catching frogs, and uh, it's all good. So, so that for me, that was like the not the highlight, but it was like the the moment when it's like, no, yeah, this is uh this is turning out pretty good. So, uh, and of course the you know. So many amphibians and lizards uh, on this trip. It's just kind of amazing how many other things we saw. I mean, snakes are great too, don't get me wrong, but we saw a lot of other wonderful things that uh, I, I did not expect to come to Greece, Hungary, and Slovenia and see so many. I thought we would get half, if we were lucky, we would get half, a couple dozen species maybe. Uh, we had a couple dozen species by the end of the like third day or fourth day. It was, you know. Yeah, so I mean, quite, I'm, an, I'm an eternal optimist and I thought we'd be in the high 30s. Yeah, uh, on, a, on an excellent trip, and we blew that out of the water. So we want to tell everybody, listen out there, that uh, you know, come come here. Um, whether you come here for the herps or you come here uh, to travel, come here because it's great. It's a great place to come. Uh, they they are warm. Well, uh, people in Greece and uh, Hungary. I want to call it Hungaria because I'm that way. Uh, Hungary and Slovenia, they were just wonderful folks, very warm, and uh, they'll make you feel good. And you can uh, to come and stay at their you know, fancy alpine inns up in the mountains or whatever it is, and, and you'll have a good time. Yeah, yeah, it's been a great trip. And all the people we've encountered have been super kind and accommodating, and uh, I wouldn't hesitate to do it again. Very good. Thank you so much, Tim. Thank you so much, everybody, for 
chiming in. Anybody have any last thoughts, parting shots? I knew you would. I, I would just what, I would just add to that because we've had some disappointments um, when we went look for Aspis. I mean, that's that was one of my major targets. We got skunked. Um, we got skunked. However, and you know, and I I'm not going to say I didn't I wasn't discouraged. You know, I've been walking for hours and I'm looking. And when I started feeling down, I would just like stop and just turn around and look, look out. And it's like, God, how gorgeous is this? Yeah. You know, bam, spirits right back up again. Right. You know, real sound of music stuff. Yeah, right. just gorgeous, gorgeous landscaping and just beautiful country. And so, you know, you can't, even though you're getting skunked, it's still wonderful to be here. Yeah, very good. And I think anybody else? I think we'll end on that note. Thanks again, everybody. Uh, appreciate your, your cooperation. Uh, appreciate and value your, your friendship every each and every one of you. I'm looking around the room, and they're all looking back at me like, can we just go drink some beer now? <laughs> <laughs> so thanks again, everyone. That's it for episode 64. I want to say thanks to all my pals for giving me your time and your words at the end of a very long journey. And I want to also thank our friends Geert and Anik, who missed the show because they were still out there herping. Hardcore stuff. Uh, thanks once more to all of the So Much Pingle patrons who have gotten the show the, all the way to the third season. Much appreciated. And if you would like a kick in a few bucks to help support the show, you can do so via Patreon. Just go to patreon.com slash so much pingle. And so much pingle is all one word. You can also make one-time contributions via PayPal or Venmo. Just drop me an email to so muchpingle at gmail.com for more details. And don't forget that you can find all of the recorded episodes and show notes at so muchpingle.com. And you can also join the So Much Pingle Facebook group to follow the show and interact with me and some of my guests. And last but not least, you can reach me directly at so muchpingle at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. And until we meet again, please take good care of yourselves. And don't forget to hurt better. <laughs>